Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome back to the Blasphemous Sailor Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host, Addison. How are you doing today, Addison? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing pretty good on this fine Thursday night. Um, <laughs> thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays. Um, speaking of thirsty... Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know if this movie's thirsty or not. Um, but we are here discussing... Um, 2008's Eden Lake, um, a British-French horror thriller film written and directed by James Watkins, where follows a couple um, going on a small little camping vacation at a lake called Eden Lake, of course, where they soon get into an altercation with a group of teenagers and things kind of spiral from there. Um, <laughs> spiral. That's an understatement. It, yeah. Um, I also, so I want to say this, like going into the movie, uh, I was very excited for this one. I had no idea that um, it was Kelly Riley in this movie. I didn't I had no idea she was the lead. I didn't understand. I didn't realize that was a curve of the poster. What do you like her? Is she like? A... Yeah, she's cool. I, I like her. Yeah. I what just has she really... been in that you like? Um, let's see here. I, well, I she... mean, I recognize her, but I don't really like know her from certain performance or something other than Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> she was in Calvary. Remember when we watched that? She was in Calvary. Oh yeah. Um, she was in Flight with Denzel Washington. Um, some stuff like that, but I, then she, I haven't, I didn't watch it, but she's in Yellowstone too. Um, but yeah, so she was in this, then I had no idea Michael Fassbender was in this. I see Michael Fassbender pop up. I'm like, okay, okay. I see, I see you even like, this you know, is- what's funny. I've, I've seen this before and I actually forgot Michael Fassbender. That's when it was in the movie. movie. Yeah. And then I started watching. I was like, oh yeah, he's the dude. He's- yeah. Um, so that was very interesting. Then on top of it, I never, maybe I did, but I just completely forgot about it. I never really read the synopsis, well, the premise of the movie. I didn't realize, so the, the movie is like centered around a group of teenagers torturing these two people and... Um, I certainly thought that was a very interesting take, and definitely wasn't what I was gonna wasn't was a, wasn't what I was expecting, um, <laughs> and it turned into you know I I ended up liking the movie a decent amount, but it's one of those movies where I ended up it pissed me off, but in a good way, you know it's like it set out to do a certain thing. And did that goal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I completely agree. The first time I watched it, I was pissed. Because uh, I, I remember I was still on Twitter when I watched uh, this the first time. And I had posted, like, some review. I can't remember what yeah. I posted. But I said something. I was like, yeah, everything 
about this movie is kind of banging, except for that ending. The ending fucking stupid. <laughs> and I think it was Vincent, actually. Shout out Vincent. Uh, he was like, the ending's the best part. <laughs> well, I, like, I think that, like, the ending itself, like, re- like, looking at it through a realistic worldview really pisses me off. Um, but I think it's actually well done. And I th- think it's like, it it does like what I said. It's like it's it's supposed to piss you off. Yeah, um, it's one of those conflicting endings where I completely understand why it's in there because it yeah, it has to be like how do you get out of a situation like, like this? this? Yeah, especially in this town of people that literally are so close knit, where it's like a redneck mafia situation where it doesn't matter yeah. what you did, you <laughs> you're the one in the wrong because it's their family essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. But, yeah, it's still annoying. It's just because it doesn't give you that reward ending, that gratification. Yeah, and then, you know, that's, like, the whole thing about subverting expectations. It's just, like, you know, sometimes it's nice to have those movies where it's, like, nope, you don't you don't get anything. This is truly a nice nihilistic worldview we're going for. And, yeah, you're not going to get anything of that sort. Oh, yeah, as a horror movie, I mean, it's kind of like the perfect ending, because there's nothing yeah. more horrifying than that kind of ending. Exactly. It's like, you literally have no way out. Yeah. Um, so, overall, you know, I do have a, some issues with it. Well, overall, I did like it a lot. Um, I thought it was a solid movie, good movie, and, um, yeah, I'm glad to get into a little bit more. Um, kind of sitting in between, like, a three and a half or four right now. Um, I forgot how, how crazy the fucking pacing of this movie was. It is, a pre- yeah, the pacing is very, I think it's, I think the pacing is relatively, like, very solid. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. But, I mean, I'm probably sitting, yeah, I'm, I think I'm still sitting because I think that's what I gave it originally. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, I think, I think it was right after, oh, there was some part of the movie I had to pause it because I had to take care of something real quick. But then I realized that there was only, like, 13 minutes left. I was like, what? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It feels like I've only been watching this for, like, 30 minutes. But it just, I don't know. It's one of those times where you just kind of get caught off guard about how fast the movie's going. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, I, I want to get, obviously, we're going to get into spoilers like we always do. Um, yeah, spoiler warning for all the people that for some reason listen to these episodes without watching the movie. <laughs> um, it, I think overall, like, going into this movie, you know, you kind of get to the point where it's like, all right, this is what's going to be happening. It's like, easily some of the most horrific things in horror movies are those ones that, like, showcase the more realistic, like, what could possibly go wrong. And I think that's definitely the case here. That's yeah. definitely some of the most. It's way scarier than something paranormal or something like that, where it's like this situation could, quote unquote, technically happen in the real world. You know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah. Like imagine if this happened to you. Yeah. Like, I definitely think there's like two kinds of horror movies. And yeah. There, it's either gonna be something super realism based where it's almost too grounded and then it's going to be something super grandiose and very artificial it's one of the yeah. 
like there's never really an in-between for horror movies and Eden Lake is definitely one of those ones where there's almost it's almost completely grounded like there nothing yeah. happens in this that couldn't happen in real life yeah um I do think you know there's uh, I do have some issues with the kids and like kind of what's going through their minds in this movie that kind of took me out of it a little bit but overall yeah it's like everything that happened pretty much i was just like yeah that definitely could have happened for sure so Um, what about so i guess just to go in and get into it the kids specifically are torturing this couple and just making their lives literal hell because of this little shithead leader yeah it's basically either blackmailing them or just giving into their most basic primal instincts because they just don't give a shit about the (laughs) the consequences yeah so what about the what was going through your minds is something that you thought see that's that's my biggest problem is like so as this is going on it's like I know they're kids and everything, but it's like, what's the ultimate end goal here? Like, you guys are literally torturing a man, like, to beyond recognition. Like, you guys are all going to get severe, severe sentences on your lives. There's, like, there's like no situation I'm thinking of, like, how they're going to get away with this. Um, because, you know, they've obviously, they're tourists, you know, they obviously went away on the weekend people know they went away um it's just like what's their end goal here i just don't understand that um that was that yeah i mean that makes sense i feel you on that because i feel like that was what i was kind of going through my head the first time i watched it i was like this is just so ridiculous because it doesn't make sense as to why they would keep going along with this dude yeah this movie is like the ultimate birth control ad it's like completely fucking kids they're yeah. the worst things to ever happen but then on this rewatch i noticed that you know i feel like each individual kid has their own individual reasons for the things that are happening oh and we're kind of just thrown right into the mix without knowing any of these kids backstories but they slowly kind of unfold as it goes yeah. along you have the two kids who like the younger brother and then the other kid that gets the shit beat out of them They both could just kind of do what they're told because they're essentially always blackmailed. It's like, we have you on video. You already did this. What are you going to do now? You're not going to call anybody. And then you have the other kids who are basically just as nihilistic as the uh, main leader dude who he literally just, he just, he knows he's going to get away with it. Because I don't know if you noticed at the beginning with the parents and everything, like there, you can already tell when the couple is coming into the town that they do not yeah like any outside for sure like you can tell from the get-go that something is kind of off with this area and everyone everyone just kind of keeps themselves so i kind of just guessed that with the with the leader that he kind of already assumed that he could probably get away with it as long as Uh he can't get out of the forest i don't think he planned for her to actually escape but yeah (laughs) and then the girl i feel like she's just a little desensitized fuck like she just like look at everything through her phone screen and that was that that was i hated her character so much but that's obviously the goal of it you know you're not supposed to like her um they just wanted to watch every like she just wanted to watch it all through the screen like it was like a barrier between her and what was actually happening yeah and it like you know it's like there's there's a little bit of a commentary on like kind of like the um where some people there's like the certain um focuses in um 
like the quote unquote broken Britain way of things where people look at that like the modern day brand or whatever where they're looking at these kids and like obviously like oh my god it's like obviously they're very shitty yeah of course but it's like you know that like you can obviously think from some people like all oh, the kids that have been are shittier than ever what happened to our society that type of thing um i do that because i yeah. i I kind of got a hint of that towards the end where it seemed like it was leaning towards that political side of things where it was like, yeah, this is kind of how the youth is now. And this, yeah. and this is caused by just generations upon generations of people getting away with shit and kind of just um, letting things slide under the table. And I feel like that's kind of what the ending is hinting at also with how the, the parents don't even care about doing what's right. They're just like, that's our family. That's our kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and, like, kind of going back to what um, your point earlier, because, like, you look at this town, it's obviously a smaller town, um, and, you know, you can get a sense that, you know, it's, like, a very tight-knit community, whatever, um, but I just felt at some point with, like, at least, like, all right, they might get get away, like, let's say for, perhaps, they, they get away with it for, like, a decent while, there's, like, no way that from whatever town these the two main characters came from, there's not, like, like there's obviously going to be an investigation of some sort, and there's definitely, like, I felt like those outside forces would definitely under undercover, uncover something. Um, that's where it's just, like, damn, you guys really think, like, you're just, like, you have no consequences to anything that's going to happen here. And I just like, can't fathom. Obviously it happened. Like I wouldn't say like this situation exactly happens, but like some really fucked up things happen in our world, like day in, day in and day out. But it's just like, I just don't understand how they could actually realistically could think that, yep, we're, we're going to be able to get away with this. Well, I don't know if you caught it, but at the end, when the father of the kid grabs her and, like, shuts her mouth. Yeah. Like, he's about to drag her in the bathroom. One of the dudes is like, you know, people are going to come asking questions. Yeah, I know. He's like, and they're not going to give me fucking answers. Yeah. Like, you know, it's well, one of those yeah. things where it's like everyone just keeps their mouth shut and no one's going to talk. Kind of like the all the Irish did with, like, Wiley and everything in the gangster times like no one could get anything because no one could actually get any investigations going because nobody would talk yeah no i get that for sure it's just like i feel like there's gonna be some outside source that comes in and it's probably gonna uncover something who knows if they you know charge whoever but you know i felt like they would easily uncover something um yeah it and, you know, kind of going off of everything, this movie is very, very brutal. And it's um, talking about, like, dude, the fucking performances in this movie are really good. Um, Kelly Riley is amazing in this movie. Um, and Michael Fassbender is also really freaking good. Um, like I said, I didn't even know he was in this movie. This is easily one of his more underrated performances. Yeah, he he kills it for the short amount of time that he's in it. Yeah, and also it's like 
I almost had a feeling I was like, oh, Michael Fassbender's in this. Is this coming? One of those things where like they, he's like definitely gone, like maybe like forty percent into the movie, and he's not in the rest. But I mean, he's actually in the movie for a majority of the time, like a majority of the runtime. And even though, like, there's definitely parts where he's, like, incapacitated, where it's like you're not getting, obviously, you know, full Michael Fassbender, but he's still giving a very good performance. Yeah, uh, his his torture scene is pretty hard to watch because it's very realistic, and they have him yeah. up with barbed wire, and the kids are, like, taking turns stabbing him, and one of them stabs him in the mouth. Like, it's just... It's very brutal. Yeah, that ma- that mouth stab is something else, especially that one kid comes up and stabs him with the um, the box cutter. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Yeah, it's it's excruciating, especially from the idealist, like the um, realistic um, perspective of the wife just watching it all happen. Yeah, and she, she can't, can't do, do anything. anything. She can't do anything. Because, you know, it's ultimately, it's like, one, two, like, probably like five versus one. And that's kind of like the whole thing is like, this whole dynamic between like the two versus the five or two versus the six, whatever number it is, even though they are young, they never really get the upper hand at all. Um, Just because of the numbers. Um, until, like, the end where, obviously, um, you know, the la- the lady actually miraculously gets out, um, to ultimately not get out, but yeah, that's, like, the only, that's, like, the only time where she actually, you know, actually got the upper hand on them, and it's not until the end of the movie, and, like you said, Red Herring, she didn't actually get the upper hand on them at all. Yeah, it's kind of a bait and switch. Which, I mean, I can, it's one of those things where you kind of don't want it to subvert because you want it to be like a revenge story. You want it to become a revenge story. Yep. But it just, it just never really happens because she kills the one kid with the the glass shard. And that's like, and And that kid was, yeah, that kid was obviously, um, you could tell by the way he was walking up to her and the thing he was trying to say is that he knew, obviously you could tell this whole movie, he knew it, He knew what was wrong and he was trying to help her. Yeah, he was and, the most conflicted. Yeah, and all he does is tap on her shoulder and he, she literally just stabs him in the neck with a glass shard. Then you get the long kind of like shot of like just her sitting with him, like trying to cover up his wound and just like, you know, sitting with him as he dies slowly. It's just like... Yeah, it was very effective. Um, it works so well because yeah. it's one of those movies where it can be seen as total surface level if you want to watch it that way. But you can also, like, dive deep into oh, yeah. the psyche of characters at certain moments. Like, when she gets out of that trash can before she stabs him oh. in the neck, yeah. she's looking in the mirror. Yeah. And she's realizing how like she has basically been dehumanized yep. like she does not even see herself as a human anymore and then she kind of goes full animalistic turns around stabs him in the neck and then she immediately realizes she like snaps out of it like there's yes you can tell that she's in like a different state of mind 
she was in survival fight or flight yeah. mode, and then yeah. she immediately went back into her teacher mode, which is I think that's why they showed like one the of the herpy, yeah. intros is yeah. her being a teacher teaching all those kids. It's like she is also just as conflicted basically throughout oh, yeah. the whole movie about killing kids, but at the same yeah. time she's like, "The fuck am I supposed to do? You killed my boyfriend, exactly. <laughs> set him on fire, and like tortured him, and you yeah. tortured me." I mean, she had no, she had no hesitation though about running that bitch over. <laughs> oh my god, that was one of the best things in the movie, dude. That was she literally was awesome. sped up. Um, so the movie, like, kind of early on, it's like I love um, the opening credits. Kind of reminded me a little bit of um, the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Um, yes, it also reminded me of like a high tension. Yeah, for sure. Even though I haven't seen High Tension, I totally, obviously, I'm not going to disagree with you. Like, you're probably, yeah, exactly. It's just like, dude, that love, and then, like, kind of, like, also, like, Friday the 13th remake in a little bit of ways where it's just, like, I could definitely see myself doing a double feature of Eden, like, in the remake of Friday the 13th. Yeah, that Um, that actually would be a good double feature. um, So, I thought, like, there was, there's some, some actual... Um, there's not, like, any, like, forced comedy in this movie, but there's definitely a couple times where I was like, oh, wait, that was actually probably, that was a little bit of a good sense of humor, <laughs> where, like, where they pull up to, like, the, um, the bed and breakfast for the first time, and, like, you, this kid's just absolutely messing around, and then oh my God, Michael Fassbender yes. says, that kid needs a good man instantly gets interrupted by the kid getting slapped. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that was awesome. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. Um, she kept looking at him because he was making yeah. so much noise and running around, and he was like, yeah. that kid needs a good beat. And then as soon as he's about to say it, the mom just pops him. <laughs> and yeah, he's just like, logger. <laughs> yeah, he's like, awesome. Um, and it's just like, dude, that seemed like the worst bed of breakfast ever. Just based on the people, like, you can literally just hear people through the walls easily. As you're trying to sleep, like, fuck that. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, also, just when he was at the bar, and he was, like, yeah. to order a drink, and then the dude completely ghosts the past him, and yeah. he only addresses his girlfriend, which, yeah. I don't know if Britain works the same as, like, southern kind of class uh-huh. thing, but that's just, like, one of the most disrespectful things you could possibly do to, yeah. like, a male, like, in the patriarchal sense, where you just completely ghost past them and then only address the girl yeah. about what she wants to drink. It's, like, uh, just completely disrespectful, which I have a feeling that this movie... That's what I was kind of going for, too. It's kind of in the same way, just because I feel yeah. like, like I said, this movie feels like you could take it and put it probably in, like, the deep south. Oh, agree, yeah. And make a redneck mafia version, and it'd probably be the same movie. Yeah, totally agree. I felt like there were so many things where it's like, oh yeah, easily fits here. Easily fits. Um, so then the couple, you know, they're they're going to Eden Lake and um, I love the foreshadowing of um, like the wife asked a question and he's like, you know, she's kind of worried about going into this like closed off area and like, then he says, who are they afraid of? Like, who are they afraid of? Um, and behind the construction sign on the back, I, did you see what it said? No, I missed that. What did it say? It said, yuppie cunts. Oh. 
I thought that was awesome. Was it graffiti on there? Yeah, it was graffiti. That must have been the one time I, like, looked away from something. I didn't Um, see that. Yeah, then, so, like, kind of, like, the first altercation you get is, you know, they're at the beach, and it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, you don't want to say something, but you have to say something. You don't have to, but it's, like, you, you just gotta... It's like, you know, can you turn that music down? We're just trying to have a peaceful evening. And can you, like, at least keep your dog a little bit away? He keeps up running up to my wife. And, of course, these kids are literally the worst teenagers you can imagine. That the shitty part about this situation is that everyone has been around those kinds of, like, oh, teenagers yeah. at one point. Where it's they are intentionally doing things to get attention. Oh, yeah. And they are trying to go out of their way to, like, break social norms and social contracts where they just want to get in people's face. Exactly. And they want the confrontation. And that's one of the worst situations to be put into because you don't know the, what what's the right way to go about handling exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you just, like, politely say something to them so they can just want get the confrontation they wanted so they can yeah. immediately just be disrespectful or do you just ignore it and then just let it slide because either way it's a lose-lose yep um then of then on top of it when they leave it's like dude these kids are the worst of the worst the fucking kid like flashes his dick at the wife i'm just like bro come on in what world are you fucking doing this what kind of dude like, not even, like, it's unrealistic. I'm just like, dude, what a piece of shit. Like, you actually think you can just do these things. It's just super wild. And staring at her with, like, the binoculars the whole time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, they go back in the town, and Fassbender ends up seeing, like, the bikes that they were riding outside of a house, and he thinks it's a bright idea to go into the house. This was also, like, really wild. There's no... To talk to the parents. Yeah. Like, dude, Michael Fassbender doesn't get an answer, so he goes into the house. Pity for him, assuming that they have good parents that you can talk to about their behavior. Exactly. Um, And also just going into a random person's house and actually going, like, through the house... Yeah, that don't make no sense either. Why would you just walk into someone's house, even if they don't answer? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then he almost gets caught. He has to do parkour on the fucking roof to get out of there. That's actually a really well done system. I, I agree. I agree. Because the kids down below yep, who can yep. turn around at any moment and see him, and then the dad up above in the room trying yep. to look out for him, and it's like, oh, shit. Exactly. I agree. I thought it was very suspenseful, too. Um, I also have to say that you know, this movie kind of establishes a lot of, like, all right, it's, like, you know, a couple going away on vacation at a remote place, whatever. Um, it's kind of, like, there's some cliched stuff, but I feel like it all works very well because their love together is very authentic compared to other films that try to establish, like, the love connection like it does in this movie. Yeah, their relationship did feel authentic. Like, it didn't feel forced or it didn't yeah. feel overplayed or anything. Yeah, they had great chemistry, too. They had absolute great chemistry. Um, Which I like all the cliched stuff in the movie, too, because everything that's cliched happens in the movie is used as, like, a vehicle to sit there and subvert itself. Yeah, agreed. Um, so then we get our second altercation. Uh, they're back at the beach again, and... 
all of a sudden. So this at this point, I still don't know from seeing this movie for the first time. I sort of don't know if they're going to go with the kids <laughs> or someone else. You don't know yet. And so. Wait, did you, were you kind of sitting there trying to figure out if it was going to be like a weird single killer slasher or if it was going to be the kids? Is that where you kind of. Well, I was, I was just thinking it could be multiple things, either the kids, a group of other individuals or like a single person. Um, like the kids could be a red herring. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Um, and so they're out like, uh, fast vendors doing some scuba diving in the lake and shit. And one of their bags is gone. And of course, in the bag was keys and their cars. Their Their car and their cell phones, everything was in that bag. (laughs) Their car's gone. Yep. Um, yeah, you want to talk about scary situations? That right there is holy anxiety inducing and just like fuck that. That's that's another one of those social contract things where <laughs> it's one of those things you never really think about. Like you never think about someone just just taking your fucking car when you're in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Like you just kind of always assume that that's kind of taken for granted that's something you will be able to have your car and you'll have your wallet and you'll have your cell phones and it's unfortunate that like it wasn't something small that was stolen it's like oh fuck our entire car is gone (laughs) yeah um and we're out and we're out in the middle of like not nowhere but it's like we're out in a a forest not exactly close to the it's like a giant national park isn't it yeah it has like a map yeah um, so they start walking and then, then there's a certain part where the car comes over the hill, almost hits them. And guess who it is? The fucking kids. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, this is what we're going to get into. <laughs> um, and the kid's bad as hell, dude. Yeah. And then, so they kind of were like, all right, well. They keep walking, and it's night now. And they end up stumbling upon where these kids are at. And they're at this, like, fire or whatever. And they're, like, fucking torturing a fucking... Po- was it possum or a raccoon? No, I couldn't really tell what creature it was. I think it was I a raccoon. They were torturing some animal. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, being stupid idiots. Like, and just torturing an animal is always a red flag. Yep. And... Michael Fassbender is just like, all right, well, let's just call it how it is. Just please give me back my keys. Let's forget everything happened. The kid just was like, I don't, wanna, I don't know where the car's at. Like, I uh, guess you do. Like, he, they kind of keep going back and forth, and to the point where one of the kids pulls out a knife. They get into an altercation. And the dog jumps, and Michael Fassbender ends up stabbing the dog in the neck. Yeah, that was that's one of the most painful scenes, unfortunately, just because. Yeah. Not even because the dog died, because that dog was a bitch, anyways. But it's like, 
Sorry. You're good. I mean, it's like the dog. It's not. It's not the dog's fault. Like the dog was just raised raised by awful orders. Oh yeah, you know? you're completely true. I was just being an asshole. No, I know. <laughs> I'm not a dog person. But the the most painful part about that scene is that Michael Fassbender literally gave them a way out. Yeah. Like he was literally like, dude, just give me my keys and shit. I will forget about everything and we'll go separate ways and you guys had your fun. It's up, yeah. it's over now. Like they literally yeah. could have just gone about their day. And then they, that was like the ticking time bomb right there. That's what the, that was the turn that made everything just go awry right there. It's just because they wanted to fuck around and one of the kids pulled out a knife and then your dog died. It's like that was all on you guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I almost saw for a second. Well, I knew. Obviously, it was going to go further, but, like, the kid didn't, like, necessarily, like, react to retaliation right away. He gave him back the keys. He was like, fuck off. And just like, okay, um, I guess maybe this is, like, all right, they're not retaliating. Let's see where it goes from here. Then, uh, then they change their mind and they fucking, you know, they chase him. Um, the way you... I, the way, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. The way I see that scene the way I saw it was that he at first was pissed about the dog. Yeah. But then he realized that now he has an excuse to do something. Okay. Up. Okay. Like, cause his character, I feel like was looking for a reason to cross the line. The entire time. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as he kind of, as soon as he saw his dog dead at first, he was pissed about it. But then it kind of like the gears started turning his head and he was like, Oh wait, now I have a reason to cross the line. Uh-huh. So he, he kind of used it. I feel like. Yeah. As um, an excuse to do the fucked up shit. For sure. Yeah, I didn't feel like that, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> Fassbender ends up getting into a crash because he can't see through his windshield. Um, lo and behold, Fassbender can't get out of the car. He's stuck. So she has to get out and run away. Um, yeah, the tree catches him, doesn't it? It goes through yeah, the windshield. And just like locks him. By his chest. So, the, come next morning, um, she goes back for Fassbender, and he's not there, and she follows a trail of blood, and lo and behold, they have Fassbender in barbed wire, a chain around his neck, and they're absolutely torturing the shit out of him. It's just like, dude... Like, you know, we already went into it. They keep on, like, taking yeah. and stabbing him. They're recording the whole thing. That's the fucked up torture scene. And I yeah. think the chain around his neck was actually... The it's a dog. Leash. Yes, it was. It yes, was. it was. The yeah. dead dog. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's fucked up. And, like, there's definitely kids here that are, like... There's definitely the two kids that are just like, dude, what are we doing? And it's just like, we can't do this. He's like, well, we have to do this. Because um, you're on camera. So, and it's not all of us. It's not just one of us. It's all of us. Dude, <laughs> the the two kids who were conflicted, I kind of knew they were kind of going to be babies about it. But oh. then there was that one kid that was sitting on the stump. Yeah. And I legitimately thought at first that he was going to be, like, he was going to turn. Like, he was actually not going to do some fucked yeah. up shit. Like, I thought he was going to go against the leader. Oh. But then as soon as he told him to stab him, like, he just stood yeah, up and got the box cutter out. And I was like, what the I heck? know. Just, yeah, that, that can piss me off too. There's like no remorse whatsoever. It's no. Just go straight in. 
He had no hesitation. Yeah. And, that, and I thought the way he was sitting there, I thought it was because he was sternly, like, thinking oh. about, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. But, yeah. no, I was completely wrong. He was thinking about how much he wants to stab that dude. Yeah, it's just, dude. Uh, it's it's just so wild to think about that. Just, like, yeah, they're okay with doing this to someone. That's the nihilistic aspect, I think. And I think that kind of seeds into the horror vibe, too. Because there's nothing more horrifying to other people is when you see, like, basically sociopathic human beings behaving in a way that would <laughs> turn out yeah. a situation like this. Yeah, for sure. there's no reasoning with it. You yeah. know, it's like Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, you can't reason with it. It's yeah, just, for sure. It's just total chaos and nihilism and anarchy. Yeah. Um, so, um, the wife has a brilliant idea of using Bluetooth through his phone to call... I guess that was the emergency number. Yeah, that's the the nine nine nine. That is yeah. the emergency number okay. for the UK, I believe. Okay, so, but it gets 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 disconnected, um, and he's like, "Oh, Bluetooth, she's here somewhere." And so then he yells, "Run!" She does, and this whole time, you know, getting so bloodied up and everything, Fassbender is getting loose, and dude, seeing his hands get out of that. So gnarly, dude. Dude, that was that looked like a metal album. I know. know. He was pulling his hands, yeah, wrists through the barbed wire. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I was like, that would be the sickest metal album cover ever. Yeah, it was. It was that was hard to watch. Yeah, Um, he was a trooper. Yeah. Um. So there's also like just earlier in the movie there was this other kid established. Like, that just kind of in the forest by himself, alone, just doing stuff, and, you know, he doesn't oh, touch. Yeah. yeah. He completely skipped over him. At the beginning of the movie, they walked past him, and he was like, hey, what's your name? What are you doing? He's like, oh, my mom just strangers. She was like, oh, okay, and they just move on. And yeah. then she finds him again, and he's just out there, and he turns out to be a shithead, too. Yeah, it's like, all right, he, he you think that this... Oh, also one of the moments in the movie where she's running through the forest and steps on a fucking dude. Um, it's like part of fucking a fucking giant stick that goes through her foot. Oh, oh, yeah. Then she has to, like, she kicks in a stump to have the stick go through her foot. Oh, that was insane. This that movie was awesome. could have legitimately been, like, a survival horror video game. Oh, yeah. Like, the way it kind of plays out. But, dude, yeah, when she has the stick, like, sticking out through her foot, and she kicks the bottom of her foot into that log to push it up through the top of her foot, and then she yanks it out, I was like, jeez. I actually think that was probably the worst way to do it. Like, I don't know. I mean, because the, honestly, if. Because think about it, like, the the edges of the wider side are going to be going through. Just kick the other way and take it out, but whatever. I mean, um, can you keep the top side of your foot though? Like, yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, I guess. I guess the way she was thinking was like, if she tried to kick it, the top side, it's so thin and spiky, it would probably would have broke. But if she kicked the bottom side, where it's actually super thick and like rounded, it would probably maybe not break and push through. Uh, I I don't really know, but it was it was a badass scene. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I was just like. She's you know, also a trooper for that they, one. Usually in, like, these, like, really gory survival-type movies, you'll get something like that. So I wasn't really surprised when we got one, but it was awesome that they did it well. 
She would uh, probably be better. And also her performance the during the whole thing, too. Oh, really yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Like, it's, like, I, I legitimately, her, her performance and everything, I think she reminds me of the lead from the remake of Evil Dead. Oh, I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I, yeah. I thought, that's what I was saying, was, like, I feel like she would be best friends with her. Like, they oh. both to just go full survival modes in their movie and get covered in shit and just <laughs> get full of rage, yeah. and it's great. Um, so this little, she finds the other little kid, and the other kid, little kid's like, yeah, we'll just sit here, just wait for my mom. Then, turns out, the kid was in the cahoots the whole time. Not the whole time, but kid was in cahoots on giving her up to the other kids. Which is, that's one of the few things I don't get. Yeah, I, because there's no, there's no motivation for his character to give her up. Yeah, besides that, he just wants to be in this gang. So he wants to be accepted. But, like, that's the only thing. Um, and so they set Fassbender down. They set her down. And Fassbender's they, dead at this point. Yeah, Fassbender's dead. Um, like, he's, he's all pale and just, like, lifeless. And it's so yeah. terrible to look at. Because she wakes up. Because basically the guys, the guys ambush her after the dude calls him and then she gets knocked out and she wakes up and she's literally tied to a tree next to her dead boyfriend like covered in sticks and they're throwing gasoline on her like that'd be the worst fucking way to wake up and luckily that little rat bastard got instant karma (laughs) yeah dude this is easily one of the wildest moments in the movie um so they set fastbender and her on fire she gets out thankfully because the fire burns her rope and then they take like they take the other kid and they throw gasoline on him and set him on fire. Uh, and dude, I I couldn't believe that they actually set this kid on fire. It was because she him. was running away. I know, and he was it's like, insane. "If you don't come back here in ten seconds, I'm gonna light him on fire too." And he like put a tire around his upper body yeah. and then covered all of that in fire. And then she just kept running. She didn't give a shit. And yeah. That was another really good scene. She gets to the top of that hill, and then she just hears the scream of the kid getting Oh, his blood-curdling scream. Yeah. yeah. And then and you see that great shot of her, like, falling to the ground. And yeah. you see a blurry background of the kid with the fire on, on fire, and he falls down. And it's like, that was such a clever way to get around sensor code of being, not being able to show, you know, a kid yeah. like, die and everything. Like, it's just a blurred background. So it's like yeah. you're not really seeing it, but you you are. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I couldn't believe that they, I was like, damn, dude. Like, all right, well, you did the unthinkable. Let's even do more unthinkable <laughs> things. Um, and also, like, I know, like, she kind of has that moment where she's, like, almost, like, kind of looking back, like, am I going to go back or something? At that point, I was thinking to myself, Fuck that kid. He gave you up. Fuck him. Just get out of there. Fuck them kids. Exactly. Like Michael Jordan said. Um, <laughs> and I instantly said, I said, these kids are all getting life. These kids are all getting life. It was insane. Um, That's the sad part. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only ones that die are the ones who aren't even, like, the biggest shitheads except for the girls. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's, like, shots throughout this movie. There's some, like, awesome cinematography, like, regarding Kelly Riley's eyes in certain shots. In the trash can? 
Oh yeah. Like trash can in the shed. Mm-hmm. There's just there's a lot of good shots. There's um, a lot of good cinematography, period. Like yeah, after I agree. Had the kid in the neck and it's that kind of like it's that pull focus shot, but it's a wide oh. shot and you can see like the forest. Like I, I feel like it's actually like a dolly zoom, but it looks like they're doing it in a weird effect way. But it looks like the forest is kind of warping as it's expanding around oh. her. As it's like zooming out as she's holding that dying kid. And I was like, damn, why is that such a good shot for no yeah. reason? <laughs> um, then, so, you know, the kid comes up to her while she's kind of in that flare fight and she stabs him in the neck. And it's very demoralizing. Instant gut punch. <laughs> He's just like, damn it, dude, fuck. Well, he um, stab the dude in the in the he did. He did. Um, then that's when she's trash cans. Well, yeah, but like then the the main fucking kid, kid, like like I assume kills the other kid by stomping his fucking face in and shit. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I we never know if he died. I don't know. It seemed pretty brutal, though. It's I mean, it was definitely brutal. Yeah. I was just like, I wrote in my notes, I'm like, Dalmay is just stacking up all the life sentences right now. I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, if he's not dead, he's at least yeah. in the ICU. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Kelly Riley sees a car <laughs> drive by. And then this is she gets a, in the car. She's like, I've been looking for my brother. And you, fi- you realize it's the brother that she just killed. And he's like, I'm going, I'm going back and hopefully, you know, do, hopefully they're all right. You know, he pulls up to the fucking front and then you see the other kids. She gets in the car, gets away. That's like one of the worst scenes to watch also, because you think she's like, it's one of those other like cliche things like, oh my God, finds a car and please help. Let me in, take me away from here. And she's like. We're going to town. And he's like, yeah. town's the other way. Uh, yeah. I'm looking for my brother. He's supposed uh-huh. to be out here. And yeah. that's when she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, I am in literal hell right now. <laughs> exactly. And, like, you can't get a win. She couldn't win at all. And then that fucking girl is in the middle of the road. She runs her straight over. I was like, hell yeah. Fuck that girl. That was one of the most gratifying that's probably the only gratifying scene in this whole movie was when yeah. that girl runs out in the road and she thinks she knows the guy in the van and then she just speeds up. I know. Plows Absolutely right plows right through. That um, was great. Then, so. She's driving recklessly, trying to get away. Yeah. And another car, like, pulls out in front of her. She weaves and crashes, of course, into a fucking abandoned car in the middle of these people's front yard. Like I said, it's just redneck mafia in Britain. <laughs> yeah. They probably have a sofa out there too. Yeah. And she walks through the house into the backyard and she's like, somebody please help me and just falls to the ground. And all these people at first they're just, just staring. Like, yeah. It's like, they're like playing happy music. looks yeah. like a really happy scene. You're like, okay, maybe she'll actually get some help. And of course she passes out, wakes up on the couch. And this is another one of those cliched moments because they, Film this scene like a nice serene dream scene yep. when she wakes up. It's very bright. Everyone's around her, and everyone's like, "Are you okay? Yep. Are you okay?" And then she immediately kind of starts sitting up. Everyone's asking her questions, trying to help her out. And then 
one of those women gets a call. Yep. And it's the other fucking kids. I know. It's just like, are you kidding me, dude? Um, and so she, she so they tell her they killed the kid. They tell they tell him that the the both the kids are dead. <laughs> They're all what? hurt and banged up, and the, they notice the van out front is actually the older brothers. And they're like, "That's Reese's van." Yeah, and it, dude, and it, it's just like, fuck. yeah, everything just starts spiraling downhill, and that's when she's like, sick and goes. To the she's, a, she's in the bathroom. She grabs a razor. Um. Well, those old flashing, flashing rays, yep. Um, I was like, dude, it's just like, this is easily one of the most fucked situations I've ever seen in a movie. My damn anxiety is through the roof. Just like, how is this gonna fucking end up? Yeah, but how, how good was that suspense, though? Oh, it is. Was in so the bathroom and it's like, then you hear the guy demand her get out, like, fuck. They, you know, like, before that, like, well, I know, yeah. In the bathroom yeah. at first, you hear, like, the people outside, yeah. their voices continually get more and more escalated, yep. Yep. and it gets more and more hostile, and you're just sitting in there, like, you feel like you're just... In the yeah, exactly. And you're just like, what yeah. the fuck is Exactly. <laughs> um, and so she gets out, and the kids are there. Um, she cuts the dad a little bit, but... Yeah, she tries to cut the kid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she yeah. tries to fucking go at that kid with a straight razor as soon as she sees him, and the dad, like, blocks it with his arm yep. and then fucking gets her in the headlock, and I was like, yep. Jesus, man, there's just no winning here. So I also felt like she made a mistake here. Um, she did. Because she says they killed Steve. Okay. They don't know who Steve is. Yeah. Um, it would have been a lot better. I know you're not officially married. You would have said, they killed my husband. That bothered me. It was like, they killed Steve. Who, okay, who the fuck is Steve? They don't know who fucking Steve is. They're not, that's not going to help your case. Just say, they killed my husband. Maybe you have a fighting chance. Just See, maybe. Dude, I even think... Like, ah, uh, I even think that would be a mistake. Uh, like, if I was in her situation, I think she just did it all wrong by even trying to rationally speak to any of those people. Okay. She should not even have conversed with them. As soon as she went in the bathroom, she should have grabbed the straight razor. And I, well, I thought she was going to kill herself. I thought for sure she was going to. Yeah, I feel like at first that might have been what she was kind of contemplating. But then she was like, she had that weird little light bulb moment where she was like no i can rationalize with these people yeah but what she should have done is as soon as that door opened she should have just went out swinging with the razor blade and just fucking ran like she should not yeah. have even tried to talk to any of them especially as soon as you saw that kid because first yeah. of all it doesn't matter where you are if you're gonna try and convince somebody after like they've already lost one child oh yeah exactly it, actually two of the kids because all the parents yeah the parents of the kids if there's two dead kids and you're the only person in there and it's your word versus another kid yep. you're not talking your way out of that you just yeah, have to love, run i love how the, the mother was like they're just kids like she couldn't believe what had happened it's like dude i know she doesn't know this but it's like dude your kids literally just tortured and murdered a guy. Like, yes. They literally killed two other kids. That's the worst part. That's what I'm saying. That's the worst part about it. You cannot rationally talk to parents. Kids. You can't talk to parents with your kids no matter what they fucking do. I know. And, it, and the other sad part about it is as soon as the mom said, they're just kids. Like, yeah, they just feed the horror. Yep. 
on her face yep. when she was being held down by the dad because it's like she knew from yep. there. Like, it's like there's no way I'm getting out of this. Yep, and like you said, the guy's like, what's going to happen? And he's like, well, no one's going to talk. No one's going to give up any answers. He puts a hand around her mouth and takes her in the bathroom with two other guys, and you just hear loud screaming as the main idiot goes upstairs. With the stolen Ray-Bans. Stolen Ray-Bans. From the husband. From the husband. Looks in the mirror and strikes a pose. Dude. And uh, that's what we... <laughs> Dude. Uh, the... The fuck, that's also just really good directing when he's walking it upstairs is. and you just hear her blood curdling scream. Oh, it's, 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 and the it's dude is just, it's yes, it is. And the kid is just unfazed. Like, he's yeah. the worst fucking antagonist in the world. And this kid is such a good actor because he legitimately makes me just want to beat the ever living yep. shit out of him because he does not care what he did. He knows he got away with it. He immediately goes into his room and deletes all the videos off that girl's phone. Uh, yep. And then he has the sunglasses that he stole from the guy he fucking killed and looks in the mirror. But then you get one of the best shots of the movie. I don't know if you noticed this, but when he's staring in the mirror before he strikes a pose, he pulls the glasses down. Oh, yeah. This is where he's striking a pose. And then he looks directly into the camera. Yeah. It's like one of the best fourth wall breaks ever. It's like it's kind of of reminds me of Hitchcock's Psycho. Yeah. It's also reminds me of like something Haneke would do in almost in a way. Yeah, like Haneki, I could definitely yeah. be doing that. But like in 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 Psycho, when the whole monologue about yep, exactly, yeah, they just being fucked up, and he's just staring directly in the camera the whole time. Yeah, it was kind of like that, where he was like, "Oh yeah, you thought," and then looks at the camera, is like, "Fuck y'all." <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like Funny Games, also, because I think yeah, you need to watch. You need to watch the remake of Funny Games because I know you've seen the original. I know, I do. But of too. course, of course, that's Haneki. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. That's even like, um, <laughs> it, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't expecting this, but I walked out with a solid movie and I'm glad it's like, it's extremely gut wrenching. Um, very well made gut wrenching. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's, it came with that purpose to piss you off. And guess what? It pissed me off. And I'm just sitting, like, watching the credits. I'm just like, fuck, dude. God damn it. Yeah. It's just like, god damn it, dude. And this is the director's biggest middle finger in the world is to sit there and make the audience stare at the most shittiest character on earth and watch him get away with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, for that, it's pretty damn brilliant. Um, yeah, it's very brilliant. So that is 2008's Eden Lake, direct, written and directed by James Watkins. Boom. Addison, what are we watching next time? Shit. Oh. Dude, I really need to start preparing. I always forget when it's my turn to pick. <laughs> I literally always forget. You have the list on your letterbox page. I do. Hold I on, do. I'm going to your letterbox page. Okay. I'm going to look, and we're going to figure this shit out like men. Let's see. Disturbing cinema watches. Here we go. Well, I'm definitely not watching a Serbian film, I can tell you that. <laughs> I've already seen it, and I I will never watch it again. Well, you'll watch it sometime. God, I fucking hate that movie, Jake. Please don't make me do this. I've already seen Straw Dogs, too. Damn, I've seen a lot of these. 
I never realized how messed up of viewing experiences I've had <laughs> looking at this list. Ooh, all right, I want to watch The Day of the Beast. All right, there we go. We're going to do it. Let's go, baby. Apparently, Guillermo del Toro loves this movie. All right. I'm very excited. This is 1995's Day of the Beast, um, directed by Alex de la Iglesia. Let's go. Um, Yeah. Um, I love the poster for this movie. It's yeah, good. the poster is amazing. Um, yes. So, for next time, we will be watching that movie. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Peace.